Christmas. It's a beautiful time. Time of memories, time of tradition. For many, it's about Santa. For my boy, it's about the presents. But I want to tell you this morning about the shame of Christmas. I want you to know today that the message of Christmas, the message of Jesus, tells a story of shame and a story of glory. I want you to know today Jesus bore our shame so that we would wear His glory. Shame entered the world. Jesus entered the world in shame. Jesus would bear our shame on a cross. Jesus rose in glory and we too will rise in glory. At the dawn of time, when man was created, Adam and Eve, they sinned in the garden and straight away they were filled with shame. Realizing for the first time that they were naked, they hid from God. And then in the cool of the evening, the Lord was walking through the garden calling out, Adam, where are you? He responded, I was naked. I was frightened. So I hid from you. It says in Romans 5.12 that Adam sinned. And that sin brought death into the world. Now everyone has sinned and so everyone must die. It also says in Romans that the wage, the price, the consequence of our sin is death, shame brought into the world. But God promised a Messiah, a hero, a Saviour, promised to one day appear to defeat sin and shame. Enter Jesus. Much later, that Messiah appeared in the form of a baby. Jesus entered this world in shame, in squalor, disgrace, He appeared in a way that many would see as shameful. His mother Mary, she was pregnant with Jesus before she and Joseph were married. We know that it was by the Holy Spirit that He was conceived. But it still would have been a shock to Mary to consider the conclusions that other people would make about her. When the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary, telling her the news that she would give birth to the Son of God, she responded, how can this happen? How can it be? And then she said, 
I'm not married. Imagine this. Imagine right now that you're Mary. Can you imagine how hard it would be to tell your parents and your fiance that you were pregnant with God's son? No one would believe you. They'd more likely assume that you'd messed up, bringing shame on yourself and your family. Something that's more common nowadays, but that would bring a lot more shame back in that context. And Joseph, her fiance, responded to the situation how you might expect at the time. Matthew 1.19, Joseph was a good man and he didn't want to embarrass Mary in front of everyone. So he decided to quietly call off the wedding. Shame. But then an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream confirming what Mary had said that she would give birth to the Son of God. And so he went ahead with the wedding. But despite this confirmation from God in that dream, there still would have been questions and shame directed from other people onto them. Assumptions. We see later when Jesus is a man, the Pharisees in John 8, they asked him, where's your father? This may have been an underhand jab at Jesus, reflecting something that many people may have been thinking at the time. Is this Jesus fellow an illegitimate son born out of wedlock? We know that Jesus, His birth was a miraculous sign from God confirming the relationship between God the Father and His Son. It was proof, it was evidence of who Jesus was. But there may have been plenty of people at the time that questioned Jesus' legitimacy as Joseph's son. Deuteronomy 23 says, No one born outside of legal marriage or any of their descendants for 10 generations can fully belong to the Lord's people. And it's through this lens that some people may have seen Jesus. Shame. The shame of Christmas. Not to mention the shameful disgrace that that was Mary's birth plan. (laughs) She and Joseph, they traveled for what could have been four days or even up to a week to reach Bethlehem, walking and riding on donkey's back for maybe eight hours a day at a time through hilly terrain. Mary would have been absolutely exhausted. They arrive at Bethlehem. There's no place for them to stay, none of any decency. So they decide to haul up in a shonky barn with animals and hay and God knows what. And the Bible says that instead of using a bassinet from baby bunting, all they had to put baby Jesus in was a feeding trough where the animals would have eaten up their slop. This is who was meant to be the Messiah. This baby born in squalor was meant to be the King, the prophesied Saviour. He was an image of humility. Humility personified. Not arriving as a warrior, a ruler, 
a political leader, but instead as a baby born shamefully in a filthy barn with questions about his legitimacy. Jesus entered the world in shame because shame was his purpose. Jesus, the Son of God, was born to die. He lay in a manger of shame and would be raised on a cross of shame. Hebrews 12, For the joy set before Him, He endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus, He would endure the shame of the cross. He was born into shame because shame was His mission. His purpose was to bear our shame on the cross. Jesus, the very will, the very word, the very essence of God in the same skin and bones that we possess. God decided to limit His power to take a sense of humility, to stoop low for you and I. Jesus, the Son of God, committed no sin Himself. The only shame He wore was ours. And while others shamed Him, despised Him, rejected Him, He never once returned the favour. He went willingly to the cross of shame. He walked willingly up that hill of Golgotha with your shame and mine carried on His shoulders. 1 Peter says that Jesus bore our sins in His own body on that tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you've been healed. And though Jesus died with our shame, He rose in glory, defeating the power of sin and shame forevermore, destroying the claim that death had made. So now whoever believes in Him will be saved and have life evermore. We get to live in glory.